Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Just hydrating here before we start. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty because it's been so hot. Mm-hmm. And disgusting. Gross. Hydrate. Fill your cup. Fill it up, baby. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. We're just welcome hydrating. Back, everyone. Happy Monday. This is your weekly reminder to hydrate. Literally. I'm, I'm so parched. It's, like, ridiculous. I have three waters. I'm in. so parched. You always have a lot of beverages, though. I do. It's because I like to, like, switch it up. Like, I love a water, especially cold water. Um, but there's something about like a seltzer in my past few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love a beverage. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. It. I get it. I feel like everyone needs to hydrate. So here's your daily reminder to just like, as long as you're hydrating, you're doing great. Heck yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Amazing. Anyway, hi, Renda. Hey, Julia. How was your morning walk with your family? Brenda sent me a voice note in which she tried to whisper something to me, but it was just fully in Spanish. <laughs> hilarious and I didn't even realize she was like you didn't mean to send it to me I'm like did I send something I didn't mean to send when when I fully intended to I was whispering because um it's this place near our homes that we like go to all the time like me and mom take a walk at the garbage dump slash mountain all the time and it's normally like really not like quick but like we have like an idea of how long it's going to take so I normally plan out when to tell Julia I'm available as of for the day to podcast based on that and I just like forgot that if it's someone's first time, they want to stop and look at the bunny or the local town, uh, not wolf. What is it? The little fox that's there or local town fox. <laughs> the town fox. Oh, like, oh the town fox, foxy. Or the bay, if you will. And I'm like, oh, this is taking longer than I anticipated. But anyway, it was good. I was so low energy this morning. Like I still woke up at the same time that I normally do, but I just literally could not muster like doing the things I normally do and not even tired, like sleepy, just like in terms of like, I don't know, my fucking like internal gas tank. It's just like, yes. oh. sometimes your body needs rest. I guess. Not but- guess. Actually, scientifically, your body needs rest. Yes, it does. And I was, I was happy today. I have like a, a specific training that I'm supposed to uh, technically do for uh, my half marathon that's coming up. But I was like, yeah, we're going to have to just like save that till later. And I, I appreciate that because in the same way that you and I set like certain things like, okay, I want to do this by this time or this by this time. Um, I set today for Sunday to be like a pretty flowy day for the most part, which is big for me. Um, and I feel like it's so cool that when you're really like focused on certain habits, when it comes to like, without this negative pressure, like, I don't feel bad that I pushed that. I actually am like super proud that I wasn't like, you fucking have to do this right now, bitch. Cause I didn't have the energy. So instead I came back after I tried running a little, I did the hydro massage at the gym instead of like a workout. Ooh, was- I want a hydro massage. Oh my God. It was amazing. Come as my guest one day and just do the hydro massage. And, um, then I went for a walk with my family and now I'm eating oatmeal and I'll do it later. As you should, you know, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. I think you should listen to your body and I, I, 
your body actually literally needs rest. Like your body needs to sleep. Your body needs to recover. Your body needs to rest. Like it's actually bad for you sometimes to do the opposite. Like you have to listen. Totally. And it's, I don't know. I guess I feel like it reflects a growth that I don't take time to like think about all the time because I, I thought about it and I was like, okay, is this in my head or am I actually feeling tired? I'm like, no, like I, I can run a couple miles at a time at this point. And now I can barely like run at all. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a sign. Yes. You're tired. You need to rest. It's very important for your body to recover. Else your muscles are just going to fall apart and then you can't run ever again. And break. I think about that a lot. <laughs> Terrible. But anyway, let's do pride and pickle. Yeah, let's do pride and pickle. It's time for pride and pickle. It's a Sunday where Julia's hung over, yeah, so her voice is broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Um, okay, my pride. My pride is that I feel like I'm just really owning my truth lately and really stepping into, like, Julia was so kind in episode 150 talking about me being unapologetic, but I admitted that, like, there's an area particularly where I'm still incredibly tiptoey walking on eggshells, so afraid of offending people. And I just feel like I just decided, which for being an indecisive person is a big deal that I, in order for me to really feel like I can be authentic, I need to like, just break out of that in the place that makes me the most uncomfortable. So I'm really proud for doing that. Um, and then my pickle, my pickle is that I just feel, um, uh, out of sorts, but not like emotional, nothing's like wrong at all. Just out of sorts in the sense of I went on a business trip last week and we came back in right in the middle of the week. So I just feel like it's very it's bizarre. Yeah. Like we came back, uh, Tuesday night technically. Um, but I just like had things every night after then. So I didn't get a chance to unpack until like literally today. Um, I didn't get a chance to do like some of the things that I normally do which is fine, but I'm just like, what the fuck kind of day, what day is it? Like, I'm so out of it, but I'm excited uh, to have the week feel like a real week. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, that's very, it throws you out of sorts when you like, one, when you go away, any type of like traveling, like always throws you out of sorts. And then getting back in the middle of a week is bizarre. 100%. So that's where we're at. But what about you, doll? I, it's funny we we keep not doing friend things. So I know, be my friend. Be my friend. Be my friend. Um, yeah, we had a very short friend time the other day, but we need a real friend time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honored my boundary, which I was happy about. You did. I loved that for you. We have to read the book Boundaries, by the way. Apparently, there's a book called Boundaries. Mm-hmm. By whom? No idea. I'll have to look it up in our mutual Amazon cart now. Okay, amazing. We'll let you guys know. Um, my pride this week is that I have so much going on, like so much, both with work and with social events. And normally that would like kind of stress me out a little bit. Like I would be like, I would enjoy doing all the things, but I would be stressed about it while I was doing it. Um, yeah, not to, and not to say that I, I wouldn't be enjoying it or that I wouldn't want it because I like being busy and I am, I am usually very busy, but usually I'm very busy and I'm stressed about being busy. But I told myself this, like at the beginning of last week, I was like, okay, like look at the week ahead. Like you have a really fucking busy week. You have 
a ton of work stuff to do all day, every day. And then you have plans literally every night, Mm -hmm. except for the one night that I was like, I'm not making plans. Um, But usually I would like look at that week at the beginning of the week and already start to feel stressed. And then every day feel stressed as I'm doing all the things. And at the beginning of this week, I was just like, no, like, you know what? No, like all of these things, these are things that you want. These are things that you like to do. You like your job. You like your friends. Like there is no reason to stress about the things just because there's a lot of them. Like, how about let's not stress about it and let's just like be grateful that we have all these things to do and all these people to see. And like, just like having that conversation with myself in the beginning of the week, like it sounds stupid because you're like, yeah, Julia, like anyone can talk to themselves, but it like sounds so dumb, but really like taking two minutes with myself to literally, I had that conversation out loud with myself to have that conversation out loud with myself. It really helped. And this week, where I would have normally been so stressed all week long and like enjoyed myself, but also made company by stress. I just really wasn't stressed. And I really actually just enjoyed the things for the most part. That's incredible. And I don't, I don't think that it's anything to be like, Oh wow, Julia, because I feel the same way. I was remember that day when we did absolutely nothing. Well, no, not nothing. But that day when we were like very unproductive at your house, like I literally was like, Julia, I can't stop thinking about all the things I have to do this week. I'm I'm preemptively feeling anxious about- This is so anxious. It was making me anxious. I know. And I felt horrible about it, but I couldn't shake it. So I, I personally really admire that because we're both people that like often have a lot of things to do and very much navigate and show up really well in all the things that we have to do. But sometimes like I know that feeling where it feels initially at least- like overwhelming or preemptively overwhelming for your future self. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to the rest thing that you were saying before. I think because we are people that really deeply do care for ourselves and all that, like sometimes I get stressed about the idea that the all the events will mean not enough rest and like right. be resting more, resting yeah. better. So I just, I, I personally really admire, I think it's a huge pride to to have been able to be present most of the time and all of those things and to be proactive in having those conversations because I think we set ourselves up for failure or disappointment sometimes when we just have this expectation that we're just supposed to be a certain way. Like I think planning in the way that you plan for a lot of things, planning for the moment where you expect you will be like, oh, I could be working or oh, I'm not having enough rest, like having like little sentences prepared or a little dialogue that you already had with yourself ready to go in those moments. Oh my gosh, it's so powerful. Yeah, and I know for a lot of people like that might feel silly, like talking, like having a conversation with yourself out loud, but for me, it really makes a difference rather than than just like thinking about how I'm going to try to not be stressed this week, like sitting myself, literally sitting myself down and having a talking to for two minutes, like totally made such a difference in my week. Yeah. And I think it's also because it's, it's combined with action. Like whether yeah. we realize it or not, like you took an action to have a conversation with yourself and kind of map out and somewhat, I guess, envision those situations in which you would be in which you would make the choice to be present. And that in itself is, is being incredibly proactive versus just being like, Oh, well, I hope I'm present or, Oh, well, you know, maybe exactly. yeah, like, exactly. it's just so different. It's so different. And so I would encourage everyone at this. I did it on Sunday night because usually on Sunday, I like, I have like a whole ritual that I do on Sunday night. I don't, I'm not so, 
I would like to be better about a nighttime routine during the week, but I'm just not like, then I have not gotten, I'm good with my skincare nighttime routine. Like that's on point. But other than that, my night kind of changes a lot. Um, also, cause I'm more creative at night. So like I, I, I end up working at night, like my nighttime routines all over the place, but on Sunday nights, I really try to carve out time for like, I call it like my ritual time on Sunday nights. And it's when I like every Sunday night, for the most part, I really try to carve out this time. It doesn't happen every week always, but I, Sunday nights, I, um, like go through all my astrology for the week. I take a really nice shower. I do like extra skincare. I like use my steamer. I exfoliate. Like, and I do that. I like, it's like my self-care Sunday night. And it like, it only takes like an hour, an hour and a half. Like I give myself time to do it. It could be however long you want, but I call that like my ritual time. And so like, so Sunday night, I also usually like, well, before I do that, I'll look at my calendar for the week to like, make sure my week is set up. Um, and so I, so I looked at my calendar for the week on Sunday night. And then when I saw it, then that was like the moment where I was like, okay, I need to have a conversation with myself. So I just included it in my like Sunday night ritual. And it was like very nice because I feel like doing that on Sunday night, the talking to yourself and also just like the ritual, like very much carries through the week for me. If I don't get that time on Sunday nights, usually my week is a little more chaotic, but giving myself that like start, it's like a clean slate almost, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely do. And how, like, do you kind of like you just said about it being chaotic sometimes if you don't do that, like how have you been able to lessen pressure or I know you and I have talked about like this whole idea of if you wake up later than you planned or if you didn't do what you said you were going to do like how do you navigate those feelings because I feel like we're similar and maybe I, I don't honestly I don't know who's worse or if we're the same um I realize more and more like my perfectionist type of tendencies and I don't think it's because I like I don't know how to even word it just in some ways like I in terms of my own word don't feel like I did what I said I was going to do if I didn't do it in the way that I said I was going to do it. So how do you like navigate those feelings and tendencies since you are very like a high achiever? Like if you don't, like if you want to do something. Yeah, like if something didn't go as planned or like if you didn't take the time to do either your Sunday skincare or or, I mean self-care or if you didn't plan your week out, like how how does that affect the rest of your week and how do you navigate the week? Yeah, um... I mean, I think that it goes back to like the be sticking up for yourself, like you were saying before, like if, if that time is really important to you and that time has become very important to me on Sundays. So now I like won't. And also I, I'm, I stay up like pretty late. So like when I say I won't schedule something for Sunday night, I mean at like 9 PM on, cause like to me, like that's not late. Like I can do this ritual at like 10 PM and that's like fine for me. Whereas yeah. I know most, I know you like 10 PM is really late for you. So like that wouldn't work as well. So I have a little more flexibility there um, because I do stay up late. So like when I'm like, oh, I, I carve out that time Sunday night, it's not usually a problem because no one really wants to do anything on Sunday night at 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, but in like the general scheme of things, I, I just think I try to like, I just try to do what I said I was going to do when I can do it instead of mm-hmm. putting so much pressure on yeah. the time that I said I was going to do it. Because like, it's like if I wake up late, because I am weird at night. So like, let's say I go to bed really late and then I wake up late 
and I'll, and I'll beat myself up first thing in the morning and be like, fuck, you said you're going to wake up at 8.30 and you said you were mm-hmm. going to like have your routine done by this time and like blah, blah. So I'll get on myself for that. But then I'm like, this is unproductive. Like beating yeah. yourself up right now for be- waking up, beating yourself up for sleeping because your body needed sleep is absolutely unproductive. So like you needed to sleep, you needed to sleep till nine instead of 8.30. Okay, just do it now. Mm-hmm. And like, I think giving the taking away like realizing that beating yourself up does absolutely nothing for you except waste more time so like just being like no having that conversation with myself I'm always talking to myself having the conversation with myself and then just and then just doing it when I can yeah for sure you know what do you think yeah no I agree I think it's better um it's totally unproductive to waste time having you know, beating yourself up for things. Like, I think that's where I would waste, you waste more time. Like if you consider you not showing up in whatever way you planned earlier, a waste of time or not, you know, making the most use of your time, then beating yourself up and the amount of time and energy you spend on that, even, even more time. (laughs) Um, It's like a waste of more time. It is. Yeah. And I definitely, something I've been thinking about a lot, which I don't know if it like sounds harsh or what it is, but I've been thinking a lot about like, excuses and like prioritizing and like all that stuff and it's just so it's been so interesting to me the type of things that we can like the stories that we can tell ourselves in literally any direction on the planet and I think the whole thing like there's not enough time or I'm too busy or all that stuff like at least in my personal experience I recognize that sometimes I bring up like excuses out of things that I either say I'm too busy for or say Um, I don't have time for out of sometimes, of course, like if it's like something like putting laundry away, to be honest, that's on the last list of my priorities. So like my pickle, by the way, I have bags Do you (laughs) laundry that need to be put away that I just have not. Isn't it the worst? Like I I have not done. We're in 2021. Like, why is there not a button on a special laundry basket that just puts everything away? Oh, I would love that. No, I literally have one, two, three bags of laundry that are not that are clean they're just not put away and then I told myself it's okay you can wait till the end of the week to put it away (laughs) because um I do want to I need to like pack for a couple things and I need to like organize my closet so I was like it's fine like just don't put it away and then you'll just do it all on the one day which is with the day that I have planned to do that is next Saturday (laughs) so um so they're gonna just stay there for the whole week which is terrible because I'm gonna need clothes from there and then it's gonna get just all messy and it's gonna just turn into a clothes pile but I told myself that it's okay because I'm going to be organizing my closet on Saturday. Oh, there you go. See, setting a different type of standard. <laughs> you see, it's see, it's all what you make of it. I'm not going to beat myself up for not putting away my three bags of laundry and then allowing them to turn into a, a clothes pile. I'm uh, saying it's all going to get done next Saturday. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? <laughs> like, I know we're being silly slash also half serious. Um, but that just reminded me of something else is I was, I've been thinking a lot about the whole idea of like honoring your word. And I feel like when you are, which we are, I think people that really value keeping promises we make to ourselves, big or small. Um, I've been thinking a lot about how, like what areas of my life does my word have more weight and what areas does it not? And also just in general, like I actually made a list the other day of like, of things that 
make me the type of person that honors her word, like in little things, like let's say um, a friend, I tell a friend I'm going to call her later and I do like little things like that. Um, because I just, I think it's so easy when, especially when it's something that holds a lot of like emotional value for you. Like for me personally, to be honest, like putting my laundry away doesn't really hold much emotional value to me. Um, but for some people, something as simple as putting their laundry away, if they told themselves though, that they were going to do it at night, um, it does translate. Like if you guys are, are struggling with like having self-belief or believing you're the type of person that honors your word, I encourage you to just like for those things, whether it's putting your laundry away, telling yourself tonight, I'm going to, uh, you know, do the dishes. And then you do like little things like that. We don't realize, but they really do build up our ability to believe. Oh my God. It's everything. It's literally, it's like that when people say that confidence is making and keeping promises to yourself, it absolutely is. And it can be as small as building, as doing the dishes. Like I think someone asked, wrote into us and asked us about like confidence Mm -hmm. and like, like it seems it comes off as as this a big elusive thing and like even when you hear like making and keeping promises to yourself I think that can feel very overwhelming of like oh I have to make a promise to myself to be successful and I have to keep that promise then I'll be confident no like it literally is as simple as putting putting writing down or putting in your calendar like today it's 11 55 on Sunday morning that at five, like by the end of the day today, by 6 PM, like I'll have done my dishes or like whatever, or before I go to bed, I'll have done my dishes. And like making that promise to yourself and keeping that, it really, really makes a difference. And it's as small as doing your dishes. Yeah, definitely. And, and we just don't realize, like, I was thinking a lot about that in general, because I'm like, huh, why is it that there are moments in which I get stuck in this idea that like, I'm not consistent or I'm not disciplined. And then I like made this whole list of all these ways in which I am, but for things that feel like they're second nature to us, we almost don't like consider the fact that those do make up pieces of our character. Whereas like other things that might feel challenging to us. And I think that's why for a lot of people, consistency or the idea of keeping promises feels scary is because either it's something they feel like they've never done before. It's something that feels challenging or feels hard. And so we're scared of fully committing to something because we're scared of breaking it. And I know that feeling all too well. Like we could say, I don't think anyone will say that they're not afraid of failure, but I think sometimes we don't realize how afraid of it we are. I think especially as like us and our personality types and like the Enneagram styles and stuff that we have. Like, I, I think we are terrified of failure and we don't, and although we can believe, at least for myself, like I can believe on a deeper level that everything does happen for a reason, that everything has a purpose that I'll learn from every experience and seeing more and more examples of that. But in, but at my core, like if I'm really honest with myself, committing to certain things out of fear that like, what if I don't measure up and what that says about me, that totally creeps up in my head. And it's something that I definitely have to like, I guess like battle against and and ask myself like, why is it that I have that? Why do I one, not believe in my ability to accomplish this? And two, like, what does failure mean to me? Like, why do I tie failure so deeply to the type of person that I am? And it's just like, it, I don't know, they're just interesting questions to ask yourself and get some clarity on like, where that's rooted in, where that comes from and how you can kind of remind yourself of little things, which is why I was doing that activity of like ways in which I keep promises I make to myself and honor my word. Um, Cause I was like, wait, like it gives you so much perspective to be, to recognize that what I, I do do all of these things um, that 
that reflect that. And if you are in a place where you're like, oh gosh, I keep no promises I make to myself, like that's all, no shame against that either. I'm sure you do. I'm sure there are things you could think of that you're not identifying, but. Um, but also if you do feel like that, that's what I'm saying. Start with something small. If yeah. you feel like you can't keep promises to yourself, that's okay. That's where you are now, but that doesn't mean that you can't change your habits. Like, and start with small. Don't start with all, making all these promises and trying to commit to 10 things on a calendar in a day. Like, just start with telling yourself you're going to do the dishes before you go to bed and then don't fucking go to bed until you do the dishes. And like, it's like, but start really small, start with one thing. And if you have to do that for three weeks, that's still something you don't have to add anything on top of that because you, let's say you, that's the goal. And then you achieve it one day. You don't then have to add on another thing. Like, I think people think that that's a thing. It's like, if okay, okay, if I can keep this one promise, then I need to add a second. Then I need to add a third. Like, no, just keep the one, just keep the one for three weeks. And then maybe think about adding a second. Like, it doesn't have to be this like super grand linear thing. Just one. Just one. No, it's so true. And I think we undermine the impact that like little things like that can have. Like I was having this conversation with a friend the other day about how like, you know, the way that we keep our space around us demonstrates that we care about the space that we're in, that we care about the environment, that we respect um, our environment by like keeping, I don't know, something like keeping your house neat and tidy, or, you know, it doesn't mean you're better or worse for doing one or the other, but often taking care of a space or, you know, making sure you're not doing your best to stay out of debt or paying off your debt or all these things reflect that you value your space, value your financial freedom, like value all these different things. And um, it's just crazy, like the impact that it can have if you make the choice. And I think it really comes back to like a lot of just making a choice. And it seems so simple, but especially if you are someone that struggles with decision-making, I, I definitely am, especially when they're more like emotional ones. Um, because a lot of, I will say a lot of things for me are, I have like a, an emotional tie to them. I don't know if it's cause I have a sensitive heart or what the heck it is, but, um, yeah, it just makes a difference. So I think it can be as simple as deciding, like making the choice that this is what you're going to do and, and then sticking to it. And, and the, most of the time when people choose to not stick to something, whatever it is, putting laundry away taking the dog for a walk, whatever it is, it's often because of the thoughts that you have around why you, why you believe you won't do it or why you aren't doing it. Like you have this contemplation, but when you're so deeply passionate or tied to something, the thought of not even doing it, maybe it, it's a thought, but immediately it's back with not an option. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said before about failure. Cause I think it's, it was very interesting for you to say it like that to me. Cause I personally have never thought of things like that. Like I'm just kind of wired a little differently in that, like, I don't, I don't not do things in a, in, I have a feel, I have a very big fear of failure for like my goals, but I don't ever not do things because I'm afraid that I'm going to fail at it, mm -hmm. which I think like, I know that that is a gift of mine and I'm very, I'm very like, um, I, I like that part of myself. And I posted this quote the other, um, the other day on Instagram, it's a Nelson Mandela quote may your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Mm, I saw that. I just like resonate with that so much um, because it is the way that I, I live my life. And it, um, so it was interesting to, for you to, to say that like, sometimes you would not commit to something because you're afraid you're going to fail at it. I think it's mostly in like a very specific sense, which I'm happy to be specific. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, to add another layer of like informing people 
is it's often not because of my own, how do I word this? My own feelings about myself. It's often about what I think other people are going to think, which is why I ended up bringing up the book boundaries. Um, because for me in a sense, I can definitely resonate with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in terms of like, not even failing in what other people would think, but like what the, the decision and stuff means in general, like for me to be very specific, I've been having a lot of just like back and forth. And I feel like unlearning and relearning and just kind of like understanding certain thought patterns of mine and, and just like looking at them kind of logically and being like, where the heck is that coming from? Because I've had this like very, um, I value freedom. I value freedom a lot in, in my choices and what I do and all that, but they're very, even so a lot of my choices without me even realizing are very much informed by like what other, what I think other people may or not be thinking. And I totally know I'm not alone in that. And often it's because I'm, I'm just scared of like hurting someone. I'm scared of someone misinterpreting. I think when you've been in a very vulnerable place where you were like extra susceptible to people's like thoughts or opinions or whatever, then I think there's this like fear that I've carried with me of like, what if I serve that to others? Like, what if somehow I hurt someone or trigger someone or- Right, yeah, of course. That's also uh, being an empathetic person. Yeah, and, and it really comes up for me. And it's it's weird because I, I'm not trying to ignore that. I'm just trying to overcome the fear of that from limiting me from doing what I want exactly. to be playing. Exactly. Because that's- a fi- there has to be a fine balance of like, yes, being an empathetic, caring and sympathetic person, but also honoring what you need to do for you, which I, I, I would say is, I think, both of our biggest journeys this year, definitely in different areas of our lives, which is interesting that we're both having this kind of um, coming of, but it even though it's in di- like different areas of our life, but both experiencing the same type of thing when it comes to like that that fine line yeah definitely and I think that after breaking that pattern or habit even a little bit for me at least I've been like oh does that not make me empathetic does that not and it's not I don't like ruminate on it but it's like a, those fleeting thoughts that you kind of catch on to um and I think because even so I still value and I know you do too those pieces of you that it's like, mm, am I not being authentic to myself? But it's really cool. Like, Drew, what has been the most in this coming of that we're describing? What what does it feel like to really be able to like voice your true opinion and step into what you actually believe? Like, how has that impacted your life? I feel more. I feel more connected to myself and more free than I ever have in my whole life, like ever, ever, ever. And like, um, I think this will, this will make more sense when we do, you know, Brenda and I said, we're going to do a 25 year episode, um, double episode soon for my birthday and Brenda's half birthday in a couple weeks so I think that that I'll be able to go into more detail when we do that then so as not to take up like an hour right now but by being true to myself and more authentic and I'm not and it sometimes it takes a second to understand what that is and sometimes you need to like bounce I know I've come to Brenda multiple times and being like 
I feel weird right now. Like, I know I need to address something, but I'm not exactly sure what it is that I authentically want in this moment. So then Brenda and I talk through it and then it allows me to, to then hear what I actually authentically want. Sometimes, you know, I totally be believe in the sitting quiet and I've been doing that a lot and the sitting quiet and listening to like your inner knowing like Glenn and Oprah, they all have taught us that. Um, I don't do that guys. If you don't do it, you're not alone. <laughs> I, I, but, but that's new. That's new. Yeah. This, this in this coming up, we're going to call it coming up. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, in this coming up, I never, I didn't, I didn't used to do that, but like, I have been a lot of times when it comes to like decision-making sitting with things and like just trying to listen to what I actually what my intuition is telling me but also sometimes I because I'm not perfect at that yet sometimes I need to bounce it off someone in order to get to like the the bottom of it it's like you know like you can have this idea and all this other stuff is on top of it and what someone else might think or what someone else might have said or blah 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 or what society does and blah blah and sometimes you need to like Sometimes you need to get quiet to, to get rid of all that noise. And sometimes you need to bounce it off with someone who you trust, who's going to be a sounding board instead of a, someone who puts their opinions on you. So, I mean, I'm grateful to have Brenda in that sense that I know she, I can go to her and she'll be a true sounding board and not just like project her own stuff onto it. So I know that that is a privilege that I have. So but I would encourage everyone to try to find someone like that, even if it's like your mom, your sister, your dog, I don't know. But um, I know there's been multiple times this year that I've come to Brennan and be like, I want to be true to my authentic self right now. I'm not really sure what that is yet. Can we talk through it so that we can get to the bottom of it? Mm -hmm. And then once you get to the bottom of it, then acting on that. But I think people think that all of a sudden they're just gonna know what that thing is all the time. Mm -hmm. And no, sometimes like it, had, it takes me sometimes weeks to know what the authentic thing is, whether that's sitting quiet for weeks or whether it's having multiple conversations with Brenda or someone for weeks, like wanting to know what your authentic decision, what your true aligned things that you want are doesn't always come right away. I think there, there has to be patience with that. And I think people don't talk about that enough, like the patience that you have to have sometimes with yourself to get to the bottom of what you really want. And then, like you said, like how it's felt is like, I've given myself that patience to really understand the things that I want and they might change, but right now, and then acting on them, it's just, I just feel, I feel like the word is free. Like I feel like a so much freer version of myself than I ever have. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's really, it's really cool. Like, it's really cool because I think for a while we just kind of convince ourselves that, oh, this is just the way things are. And this is just the way I am. And this is just the way things are supposed to be. Like, I really realize now, and I'm like, oh, I just want to hug that version of me, which has been the version of me for the majority of my life where I like silenced certain thoughts or thought patterns or stuff like that. Not even quite because it, I didn't feel like the thoughts were enough. I was just so scared of hurting someone or so scared of like, what would this say about me? And it's funny because it really shows how differently informed we can all be. Like the things that for me, I would walk on eggshells about. I know for a fucking fact, I've watched Julia firsthand and not walk on eggshells about for other people and vice versa. You know, certain things that we just 
would respond so differently to. And I think that we have to like give ourselves a little credit in the sense of like our brains are wired for comfort. So whether it's a pattern or a thought or a way of being that is not self-serving to us, our brain is still going to seek that. So every time that we want to go back to, even if it's not comfortable, it's what we know. So our brain is naturally going to be going towards what we know, whether it is people pleasing tendencies, whether it is self-sabotaging habits, like what, even if it doesn't serve you, which is why I think it feels so backwards, we get confused and we're like, well, what the hell? Like, I know this isn't the type of life that I want, but why is it that I keep having this tendency or desire or almost like inclination to go back to a spot that doesn't quite serve me? Mm-hmm. And that's what it is, is it's yeah. it's what we know. And we have to keep rebuilding the new thoughts, the new stories, the new habits time and time again, until those become our version of comfortable. And I think that's something that I've seen in both of us recently has been this whole like, idea of yes there are moments in which I do we think we feel ready for certain things but I think in a lot of ways in some of the most beautiful areas of our life we found that like we don't always feel like ready oh yeah yeah and like making the choice to to leap and having faith that yeah you might fall (laughs) and you might not but what if you fly right like what if you the quote make decisions out of hopes not out of Yeah. And I've seen that in both of us in a lot of ways where we're like, oh shit, I'm either more ready than I thought I would be. Or in some ways where I'm like, I don't feel ready, but I know this is what I need to do. I love that. Yeah. I love that point because like I said, like the people don't talk about the patience part enough in in that sometimes you have to be really patient with yourself to get to those decisions. When you do get there, sometimes it, you could know that it is the right decision that is aligned, but it could still not feel great in that moment because it like Brenda said it's different that's why it doesn't feel great because it's not comfortable it is uncomfortable if it's something that is new to you or if it's something that maybe you wouldn't have done in the past because you were walking on eggshells or you were afraid to you know speak some sort of truth or whatever it may be um but yeah I know that we have been talking about this topic a lot lately I feel like most of our Monday episodes have been about this topic the past few weeks but it is because it is something Brenda and I like are really going through and we want to share that with you guys and I hope that you guys are on this journey with us as as well because you know we did start this podcast to navigate your 20s and I feel like you know, we, we understood that we would change in our twenties, but I don't think Brenda and I really, really could have imagined this type of change within ourselves and this like coming of. And, um, so I, I think others are on that journey as well. And this big kind of life change. So I hope you guys are, are with us through this, like literally figuring it out on the mic with you guys, which is why we keep coming back to it. Cause we're truly like, figuring it out but we do have a lot of fun other topics coming up we're having a dating episode coming up soon um we're gonna do the our birthday episodes like we have a lot of fun stuff coming up if you guys are getting a little like guys we know we're figuring this out totally and I think it just it really is authentic to us like you guys know we're we're here to be real with you about what it is that we're going through um and we'll get really specific really soon julia's gonna have some big news i know we've said the word big news our friend liz the other day was like julia keeps talking about this big news and she's not saying it so julia will have some news what they are he knows but she's just like your listeners don't know um it's coming so she will share some big we're really hyping them up and it's gonna be like that's not that big (laughs) 
Oh, I disagree. Um, I very much disagree. And then I'll also in a little bit get very real with you guys too in a future episode on like what what is my version of owning my truth? What's my version of stepping into my power without walking on eggshells too? Because it's been a really, really interesting um, and empowering journey. And I just feel I'm like- I'm excited to record those two episodes. Yeah, me too. So that's going to be super fun. We love you guys so much. We hope that you step into your power today. We hope that you do something today, even if you don't fully feel ready. Um, And just know that we believe in you and we're in this together. Yes. And I hope that you make your decisions out of hope and not fear. Mm, And remember, you are a 10 out of 10, baby. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.